listening to Keeping It Real with Janine, your guide to living an authentic, healthy life podcast. And I'm your host, Janine Strong. My guest today is the lovely and energetic Leah Lund. Before we start, I would like to announce that our internet service has been upgraded with a new dish, an upgraded tower, and a new router. So I hope that all of my recording issues I've been having the last few months are now over. Okay, on to Leah. Leah Lund is the creator of One Whole Health. She offers coaching and retreats that help you command your frequency and unlock your inner capacity so you can brave life's uncertainties and challenges and create a life you love. And as we all know, there's lots of life's uncertainties and challenges right now. So this is really appropriate at this time. Leah's programs help you reboot your brain and rewire your subconscious so that you can have the clarity, capacity, and courage to be your true self and live your life's purpose. Blending her experience in brain coaching, neuronutrient therapy, breath work, spiritual expansion, hypnotherapy, rapid transformational therapy, and holistic health coaching. Whew, that's a lot. Leah has designed her unique One Whole Health method to help you feel happier, confident, and content. She's an author, speaker, and host of the I Am Vibrant podcast. Her book, Feeling Good on Purpose, is a simple guide to balancing your energy, weight, mood, and life without quitting your day job. Hi, Leah. Welcome to Keeping It Real. How are you? Thank you, Janine. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. I love to co-create with you, and um, I'm just excited to share with your audience and and have this time with you. Yeah, well, I'm excited because our brain commands everything in the body, right? So if there's something off, we will not feel good physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, it's really important that everything in your brain is is working well, that you know that things are connecting properly and and neurotransmitters are are doing their job. Absolutely. The brain, I really see the brain as a miracle, first of all, <laughs> a, mm -hmm. miracle, a miracle biocomputer that we barely understand. It has such uh, sophisticated programming. Um, and, and it's an interface truly between everything physical that's going on in our body, like our hormones and, and our neurotransmitters and our brain chemicals, but it's also the access point of spirit. And so mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more with what you've said. The brain is, is command central for the complex, multidimensional beings that we mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's start with, um, what do you mean by command your frequency? I wasn't sure what command your frequency meant. Yeah. Thanks for asking uh -huh. <laughs> that question because, you know, words are so important because they create, they really do. Our thoughts and our words create our reality and our experience in life. And mm -hmm. so even in describing a process, something like that, that we put on a webpage or we put in a bio, um, I'm very intentional about because I know the power of words. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so for me, commanding frequency, I'll start with the frequency piece because okay. sure. I'm sure, I'm sure in, in the audience here, some will have, there'll be varying levels of knowledge of, you know, what do you even mean by frequency to mm -hmm. somebody that really, really understands it. So sure. simply, simply put every atom in every one of our cells puts out an electricity. 
if you want to get specific, it's 1.4 volts <laughs> per, per atom. And so oh, even, okay. just, even just in our brain alone, there's more electricity being produced by our brain than if you put all the cell phones in all the world together combined. Wow. So I did not highly, know that. Yeah, we're highly electric. And um, this energetic frequency is obviously invisible. So we could think of it as a light wave, but it's, it's invisible. And it emits from our, all of our cells. And it also modulates or, or controls the um, proteins in our cells. So basically our vibration, it's a real thing. It's not just this esoteric kind of concept or new agey concept. It's a real thing that's mm -hmm. happening out of every cell and it, and it, um, it sends messaging to the proteins specifically in the cell that then determine the cell, whether the cell is growing or even whether the cell dies. That's one aspect of our frequency. Okay. The, fre the frequency also goes out into every single living thing and everything really in our, in our world puts out a frequency as well. And all of our frequencies go out into the atmosphere, the stratosphere, mm -hmm. uh, uh, into the electromagnetic field and interact with each other. And so this is why sometimes, so animals have this as well, of course, and animals are so much more attuned to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So an animal will pick up a frequency of another animal a half a mile away <laughs> and mm -hmm. they will, and they'll run. If they're a prey animal and that frequency is coming from a predator animal, they will sense it, they will know it, they will act on it, they will get themselves out of harm's way. Um, but as human beings, we're not really taught to focus on that aspect of ourselves. And in fact, much more often we're, we're taught not to feel and not to sense. Mm -hmm. And it is said that language was even created to cover emotion and emotion is another measurement or, uh, outcome of our energy. Emotions are energy and, and we're kind of taught to shut all that down and, and ignore it. Uh, um, mm -hmm. unlike animals and not mm -hmm. act off of it. Certainly, right? We have to act right. off of our logic and our, right. our intelligence. So, so that's what your frequency is. And how you command it is, is there's a lot of different things that you can do to be intentional about the frequency that you're putting out, as well as there's a lot of things that you can do to navigate the frequency coming in from mm -hmm. the outside. And, and that's what I say command, because it really is at will. You know, it really is much more in our control than out of our control to, um, to choose and to decide what frequency we're operating at. Got it. Now, how did you get into all of this? What inspired you? So that's a that's an interesting question because <laughs> it usually is know, it, yeah it's it's like hindsight right <laughs> hindsight it starts to all make sense uh -huh. yeah <laughs> and pieces are are dropping in every day <laughs> that makes mm -hmm. sense but what i what i can say is that when i was a young girl i and and this definitely led directly to the work i do with the brain um but when i was a young girl i had these two images or these two two stories about who we are and who I was. And one of them, probably because I was raised on a farm, I was around a lot of animals. Like I saw life as life force. I saw birth, I saw death, I saw, um, I saw God's creation, I saw plants, I saw, you know, it was uh -huh. a very natural setting. So I had this sense of God and I had a sense of the nature of things. Okay. And that was really strong. Uh -huh. um, at the same time, I had family members, and in particular, a grandmother that 
suffered from extreme depression mm. and mm-hmm. anxiety. And we had a family farm, uh, uh, two generations family farm. And she, I, I could go spend the whole time on the story of that, but I'll just keep it simple to say her depression and anxiety had her very, very fearful of being alone. Hmm. So even at nine years old, when the family, when it was harvest season, everybody had a job. My mom would be out combining grain. My dad would be out. My grandfather would be out. And my role was really, I called it babysitting grandma. Hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I would be sitting with her to keep her company so that her panic could be in, in some kind of control. Mm -hmm. And so I got this vision of something's wrong with our brains, our mental state as a family, because if it's happening to my grandmother, it could happen to me. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I had this sort of contrast of both things. I knew the bigger picture, the spiritual picture that we're powerful creators and that we're part of God and, and that whole aspect. And yet for many into probably my late thirties, um, there was this little voice in the back of my head that believed all that, except there was then this disclaimer, except it doesn't apply to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? All of that is true, except it doesn't really apply to you because your family has this issue. Wow. So, I mean, that must have been your poor grandmother. That sounds awful. Yeah. Well, if, I, if I'd known then, or if anybody around her had known what I know about neuronutrition that I think we're talking about, it could have been a very different picture for her. Right. Um, right. But we just didn't know. Right. So, so tell us a little bit about what you do. So I, it's my understanding, cause I'm going to be learning just as everyone else is too. Uh, but I also know how powerful this is. So, so it's about rebooting your brain and rewiring your subconscious. Yes. Yes. Okay. So what, how do you do that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and for me, the end perspective, the end game or the end goal, if I use that word, is really so we can be our full potential, right? Mm-hmm. So we can be the, the way we are designed by creator and source, which is a manifester and a powerful creator and operating at a very open, connected frequency where whatever we desire, we can create. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's the end game. And what typically gets in the way, many things can get in the way, but our subconscious programming mm-hmm. and then sometimes our physicality, sometimes our, our neurotransmitter depletion or our hormones or you know, something's not operating as should be in our physical body. And that's a distraction or a, or a block mm-hmm. to, our, to our purpose. Now, how does that happen, Leah? How does the brain chemistry get messed up or or the neurotransmitters become depleted? Yeah. So I'll use brain chemistry and neurotransmitter level as interchangeable. Okay. And so I'm talking about four main groups of neurotransmitters that are responsible for helping us in short feel good and have attention and focus and energy and all these things. And these can get depleted. How, how it works, how our design is, is that from the proteins in our food, we make these neurotransmitters like serotonin and things, and we make ample supply and they help us feel good in the moment. And there's extra molecules of it that after a few hours after being produced are stored in reserve. So then if we have a particular stressful situation or, or tough day, or it's 
dark outside and in the winter short days and things like that, mm -hmm. we have a reserve to draw upon and we okay. never really even notice the difference. We operate mm -hmm. at this beautiful level. But when we get depleted, then, then we are not making enough molecules in the first place to feel good. And we tap into our reserve over and over and over again until there's no reserve. So there's a few causes of this depletion of neurotransmitters. Um, it can be a result of new, uh, it can be a nutritional cause, and that can be either not eating well, you know, eating junk and not giving your brain the nutrients it needs, but it can be even that we eat very well, but we're not absorbing mm -hmm. and assimilating this nutrition. So nutrition can be a cause. Lifestyle factors like, um, you know, chemical and substance abuse, not not staying well hydrated, not getting enough sleep, not getting enough sunshine. Those things can contribute as well. It can it can be inherited. So this is what I know now about my grandmother and most of my family is that we are we were all born low in serotonin and other neurotransmitters. And um, that's where I say if I if my grandmother had known that she might have had a completely different life. Yes. And probably this is the greatest cause is stress. Stress mm -hmm. brings down our brain's ability to make these neurochemicals. Right. So for some people, it's, it's one situation. Some of my clients will say this all happened when, it all changed when, and maybe there was a loss or a divorce or a, uh, they were in a car accident or you know something like that was a huge trauma that zapped the brain's ability to make these neurochemicals. And then for others, it's tolerating a certain level of stress chronically, you know, never getting enough sleep, never taking mm -hmm. rest for themselves, not taking vacations, just being on the, on the treadmill of life and it builds up over time. Mm -hmm. That it does. Uh, I, I know, I mean, a lot of people take better care of their vehicles than they do their body. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's true. It's, it, yeah, it's true. So, okay, so what is neuronutrition? So neuronutrition is how we restore both the reserve and the function of the neurotransmitters. So another term for it that you might be familiar with is targeted amino acid therapy. Mm -hmm. But it's the use of supplements, nutrition in supplement form, especially amino acids at therapeutic doses along with some cofactor vitamins and minerals that, that help convert faster these amino acids into the neurotransmitter. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, you could really think of it as super duper levels of food, especially protein food, because that's where the amino acids come from. Right. But when we get depleted, it's hard to eat enough to, to catch up and make up for the deficiency. So we use therapeutic doses of supplement for a limited period of time, not forever, for a mm -hmm. matter of months. Okay. And, and it helps the brain catch back up. Okay. Well, that's what I was going to say is that some people would say, well, can't you just get it through your food? And yes, you should be able to. But when you're at the point where you're depleted, you need extra help. That's exactly is that, right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Right. Cool. So it's amino acids basically is the, it, I'm getting is the mm -hmm. uh, kind of the core of it. And how, how do you determine what amino acids are necessary? So I use a symptom assessment that is highly reliable. Um, you can actually test your neurotransmitter levels with a blood platelet test. You'll see online a urinary test, but it's not very reliable at all. Okay. Um, but, but and, and that blood platelet test is usually 
more in research settings. So it's, I know mm-hmm. I have one lab <laughs> across mm-hmm. the country that, that if, uh, in the case of somebody pregnant or nursing, we'll take that step to actually do the test. But okay. aside from, cause then we have two brains right. <laughs> that we're, we're dealing all, with. Right. That, True. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, the symptom assessment that I, I use is highly reliable and effective for for gauging where somebody's at and then tracking the improvement improvement. So it's simply an online ranking of 40 different symptoms on a one to 10 scale. And then we use that as direction. And then, then I choose based on that plus health history, family, health history, medications, you know, things like that, that somebody might be on. I choose a starting protocol, my best, uh, my best educated. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and, yep. then, and then we really do trials because until you actually trial one, and I teach a special process for that, trialing each individual amino acid, the how you feel is going to be the ultimate indicator of if we have the right one and right. the right dose. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and then you then you have a set dose that you maintain mm-hmm. multiple, multiple times a day for a few months. Mm-hmm. Okay. A few mm-hmm. months. So that would be what? That's 120 days? Uh, well, it 90, actually, 90 days, 90 yeah. days. I'm Go just ahead. curious why, why three months as opposed to four months or. Yeah, actually the average time that I've seen my clients need the supplement support is, is somewhere between five and uh, I'm sorry, four and five months. Okay. Some of them will need to, to keep taking their supplements for longer, especially if they've had a, a big trauma capital T trauma, mm-hmm. if they've been, uh, had substance abuse, some will restore in three months, but, but the minimum time that I work with somebody is three months simply because in that time we can do all the trial and adjustment, trial and adjustment, get the lifestyle pieces in line. Because one, for example, one of the symptoms of neurotransmitter depletion is, is cravings for sugar and starch. Mm. So if somebody has struggled to, to, and those things erode the brain's ability to make these neurotransmitters. So it's, it's a never ending circle. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So once the supplements are in place, the cravings go way, way down if, if not just are eliminated completely. And so then we can get diet in place, exercise in place, you know, all of those lifestyle factors in that three month time. And then, then it's really keep doing what you've been doing for Mm -hmm. however many additional months it requires. Got it. And how do you determine then when it's time to stop? Um, it's really simple. It's, it's a, I call it a reverse trial, but it's stop. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and you don't have to taper off of them or anything. It's just stop and, and see, do your symptoms return or do you stay feeling as good as you'd been feeling now for months? That's what I thought, but I thought I would, you know what they say about assuming. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And you're okay. anything but that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so, okay, I find this fascinating because I, you know, the brain is, it's so fascinating and, and, um, you know, both, well, you and I have been working with the Healy and I'm, I'm seeing myself, I'm much calmer. Um, I'm finding that, um, you know, I'm, I'm not spinning thoughts. And mm-hmm. so uh, I'm also wondering, like for myself, maybe working with neuronutrition would be a good uh, companion to working with the frequencies. So we'll definitely have to talk later uh, about moi. Sure. So how does, what typically do you see? Like um, uh, if somebody's having, what, anxiety or maybe they're 
having trouble with anger management or maybe uh, chronic fatigue or what kinds of symptoms do people usually uh, have that they turn to you mm -hmm. to help for help? Yeah. So as I mentioned, the assessment is actually 40 different symptoms. I won't go through all 40, but I'll pick, mm -hmm. you know, the, the most common. Um, so anything that, that you might be on, on antidepressant type SSRI mm -hmm. medication. So anxiety, depression, irritability, anger, fear really does come into that too, because, mm -hmm. um, fear and lack of confidence. So Very all those, stressful. Are, those, yeah, so all of those are low serotonin related. Okay. Um, then there is energy focus. So ADD and ADHD, what, what those diagnoses really are is either depleted, um, in the case of ADD, depleted dopamine and other that, that neurotransmitter group is called catecholamine. Okay. Uh, depletions in that. If there's an H in there, if there's hyperactivity too, then it means depleted in dopamine and serotonin. Ah, Okay. So any of the motivation, attention, focus, uh, ADD type things, that's another reason. Mm -hmm. Also panic, mm -hmm. um, inability to sleep, mm -hmm. whether that's trouble getting to sleep or waking up during the night. And then endorphin related, often it looks like hormone, especially for women, we, you know, PMS and, and all of that, mm -hmm. um, that we're sort of known for. So a lot of times that's just <laughs> low, low endorphin level. And because endorphin is our natural pleasure chemical and our natural painkiller. So when we don't have enough endorphin, we're very sensitive and that's emotionally sensitive, um, also physically sensitive. And it can mean we're tearing up often and maybe for a reason we don't, we don't even have a reason mm -hmm. or, or misplaced, you know, it's, it's something that's not even personal or related to us and we're crying about it. So um, it and, sounds like just kind of overall, uh, hyper emotional. It is. Yeah. Just yeah. Too reactive, Reac to, reactive, reactive, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. reactive okay. and emotionally sensitive. Yeah. And then cravings can be a sign of depletion in any or all of those. Um, some there's different type of cravings. So sweet and starch is almost always low serotonin, mm. especially if it's later at night, because mm. when the we, serotonin is a really interesting neurotransmitter, the molecules of serotonin existed on our planet before human beings. Oh. So it's, a, it's an ancient molecule and it's partially synthesized by light. So mm -hmm. people that have seasonal affective disorder, mm -hmm. um, that's, that's low serotonin caused by the season, caused by the lack of daylight and sunlight mm -hmm. of the season. Um, and then there's things like the, the uh, low endorphin cravings can be cheese or red wine in particular, or chocolate, things that, are, that work with our opiate areas of the brain that mm -hmm. trigger those. Um, and, and so when I, so sometimes when I hear from a client, the, what they crave is, as tells me as much as that they have a craving yep, yep. because it correlates to a certain area. If they use the word love related to, <laughs> oh, you're like, I love like, chocolate, I love chocolate. Um, endorphin is our, our love, our pleasure mm -hmm. chemical, and we're substituting with chocolate. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, I definitely, I definitely do carbs late at night. So, and I know, well, I know my serotonin <laughs> levels are low, so that's yeah. interesting. So I can imagine that there are people listening who are going, I want to take this test. <laughs> how do they, yeah. how do they do that? 
they absolutely i just offer that out to anybody and it's really self-scoring so okay um you know there's no obligation or anything if you go to my website which is onewholehealth.com and that's um, one is in uh o n e one whole whole a w h o l okay all right com. okay yep and you'll see on there free self-scoring brain chemistry assessment mhm Okay. And it'll go through those 40 symptoms. You'll rate them one to 10. The higher the number, the greater the indication of depletion. Mm-hmm. Okay. So really anything that's not a three, two, one on there to me is worth you exploring some neuronutrition because even if it's something you've gotten used to over the years, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you weren't designed to be that way. Mm. I, well, I mean, it can make a huge difference. I mean, huge. as you may know, I think we might have talked about this, you and I, that, you know, I've I've been really big on thyroid issues, thyroid adrenal issues, because I've had, <clears throat> excuse me, I've had my own, and I keep running into people who have issues. Usually, uh, doctors want to put people on an antidepressant, you know, right. because they're feeling down and they're depressed and, you know, it's all, it's all related, you know, that there's nothing, nothing in the body, uh, that is, you know, working on its own separate from any other, you know, any other aspect of That's us. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and in the case, you know, I'm not, I'm not by any means anti allopathic medicine. I mean, there's amazing miraculous things that we right. can do with right. modern medicine, but, mm-hmm. but in the case of antidepressants, first of all, a third of people they don't work for in the first place. Right. Uh, another third lose efficacy over six months. Mm-hmm. And then the only answer for that seems to be higher dose or add a second one. Mm-hmm. And never is it repairing this function that we're talking about. It's just bypassing it and, and it's a crutch for it or band-aid for it, but it's never truly repairing the brain chemistry and the brain chemistry can be repaired. And there are a lot of side effects. Side effects, yes, yes. <sighs> wow, okay. So you talk about inner capacity. What, what do you mean by inner capacity? What, what is that? Yeah. So our inner capacity, it really takes me back to where we started in our conversation mm-hmm. about, you know, knowing the truth of who we are and our potential. Mm-hmm. We have so much more capacity than we realize sometimes. And so I, I identify six elements or six types of inner capacity and physical is just okay. one of them and brain is just one of them. Mm-hmm. We have mental capacity. We have emotional capacity. We have energy capacity, and now we, we've talked frequency, so we know what that is. And then we mm-hmm. have spiritual capacity mm-hmm. a- as a capacity that's probably, we can, not even probably, it's the capacity if we tap into it when we're praying, when we're in listening session, um, when we turn things over to the universe, mm-hmm. that is such a, a strength and support that we can't even begin to understand, but I know when we practice it, it's there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So I like to teach people about all those capacities and how to access them because sometimes we can be going after solving a problem or accomplishing something with really just relying on one type of capacity. A lot of times it's mental, right? I'm just going to figure it, figure it out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to think my way through this. (laughs) 
and it'll only go so far and you'll exhaust a lot of the other capacities and yourself in the process when you when you can balance all of these or um, tap into them all or maybe use one to compensate for the other when something's you know if, if we have a physical injury sometimes we can use our mental capacity to to still do something that we're trying to do right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but i also but also if we're not capitalizing on the brain or if you have this this neurotransmitter depletion for example uh, it's like running trying to run a marathon on a broken leg you know your your physical capacity has a problem <laughs> right because you have a broken leg your mental might be saying but i can do it anyway i can do it anyway um but what if you worked with the brain and healed the brain wouldn't that be easier than that push mentality that has you and I, I think we all know somebody that would do that that will still run the oh, <laughs> marathon, yes. marathon yes. and you know throw your other leg off or your hips mm -hmm. out of balance or mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. well i know when i used to teach touch for health and and use it with clients sometimes i'd get somebody who'd have an injury and they would want me to use my skills to take the pain away so they could go back and do the same thing again. And I'm like, I don't think that's very ethical for me to do that. I mean, I, I will, I, I could take the pain away, but not so that you can go back and re-injure it again. Right, right. That's exactly. <laughs> and, and it is, I don't know, part of our human nature and it's appealing the magic bullet. Mm -hmm. You know, well, if mm -hmm. I just do this, then it's all fixed. But if you, if you don't cor correct those root cause thoughts, beliefs, habits, patterns, um, the emotional capacity is huge too, because if, e even when we have the thinking in place and we're, we're using some of our other capacities, if we don't have emotional capacity, what happens is an emotion will arise. I promise you, it always will. Mm -hmm. And then it takes us sideways and we, we give up or we quit or we get frustrated or, you know, and so doing that deeper work that you're talking about so that you don't re-injure yourself mm -hmm. involves also processing emotional traumas and learning to be able to feel emotion and then release it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's no shortcut. Right. <laughs> as much as we'd like there to be. <laughs> I know, I know. So, okay, so once somebody's done their uh, neuro nutrition program, and um, they don't need the supplements anymore. Do, do people ever, like, uh, let's see, what would be an example? I guess if somebody gets into a really highly stressful crisis um, situation that's kind of ongoing, uh, or have you ever had anybody need to go back on the supplements? Mm -hmm. Good question. Um, occasionally, it, it's, so the reparative process is complete and as long as everything stays the same mm -hmm. you're you're good to go um the thing is our life doesn't usually stay the same so right, right. so if you do have a increased stress at some time in the future or something like that it's possible that you could need some support again when i work with with a client with anyone i i make sure you understand why you're doing what you're doing so that if you ever need to do it again you, you recognize it, you know it, it's usually not the complete plan again. Maybe most people will do, if they're depleted in one neurotransmitter, they're depleted in all four that I talked about. And, and, we, and we repair them all simultaneously, but maybe in the future, 
um, something comes up that depletes just one and not the rest. And you would know what that is. You'd recognize it. You'd know which amino acid worked for you and just be able to give yourself that little bump. Um, a, a classic example is those seasonal affective disorder situations where I have many, many clients that just know from whenever the days get real dark, November 1, October time change, whenever it is, they, they need to go on their support for serotonin. They're usually okay, but again, by maybe February, you know, and every year they do that, and that's the only one they do. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I find that um, the, the dark, cloudy, gray winters are pretty difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have my light. <laughs> right. Which does help for serotonin. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. So if somebody takes the, um, the little test you have online and they find that um, it looks like that what you have to offer might be helpful. What, what, are, the, what are the steps uh, that somebody would take? So the assessment, when it's completed, will actually come with a confirmation that does invite people to talk with me if they want to take it further. So um, you can just follow those, those prompts. And if for any reason, email these days (laughs) is, Mm -hmm. um, is, you know, sometimes unreliable or it goes in a folder or whatever happens. Uh, Also, I can be reached at Leah, which is L-E-A-H at onewholehealth.com. And just put a subject line uh, of, you know, uh, brain chemistry assessment or something like that. Or saw you on Janine's podcast. (laughs) <laughs> heard you on Janine's podcast. Heard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Leah, what about your your book, Feeling Good on Purpose? Yeah, so that's really that's a guide, and um, it sort of it goes back to that command, <laughs> uh, and that's actually on the website too. That's a free download, and oh, okay. and it goes back to that command, your frequency that we spoke of. It is to me, feeling good on purpose is intentionally choosing, knowing how this this being that we are which is human and being knowing knowing its design knowing how it works so that you can be intentional intentional how you support all aspects and dimensions of yourself to feel your absolute best and you said that's that's free on your website it's a free download yep on the website oh nice okay all right would it be easy for me to uh get a link for that and put it on sure absolutely so people can just click on that. We'll, we'll have a link to your website. And if you'd like, I, I also have one that is how to align your vibration, meaning your frequency with what you desire. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I'll give you that one too. That would, oh, great. Okay. And what was uh, the title of that again? Aligning your vibration with your desires. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. That'd be great. I'm sure people will enjoy that and get a lot out of it. Um, so is there anything that we haven't covered that you think is important? Now you're in Colorado, right? Yes. And you live on a ranch. Yes. Right. And you do retreats for women. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you want to just mention a little bit about that. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it is. Um, so I am, I am a nomad because one of my missions in life to is to see as much of God's creation as I can. <laughs> so I spend the summers here at the ranch in Colorado and we are a mile higher than Denver. It's called Crested Butte, Colorado. 
We're the wildflower capital of the whole state. Um, yeah, it's, it's heaven on earth. That's all I can say. And I know everybody says that about where they live, but, um, that sounds quite beautiful. It's, it's an amazing place. And so once a year I do something called the clear path retreat. I do retreats within our coaching programs that are included in those programs, but this one is available to anybody. So you don't have to be coaching with me already or anything like that. You can come to this five day retreat and it is mind, body, and spirit. So we really practice this commanding of our frequency in all ways, including what we eat, how we move our body, um, uh, utilizing breath work and many of the things that you mentioned at the beginning here. And so we do have one even in this year coming up September 23rd. It's not too late. I keep them small and intimate, especially this year's won't be more than eight people so that we can, you know, have all the distancing in, in play and all of that. Um, we do equine therapy with the horses. I was just going to ask, yes. do your horses oh, help out? <laughs> do. And, and, you know, I alluded to that in talking about energy and sensing, but horses in particular are so sensitive that they can find our energy block and they can pull it out and they know where to take that energy. So it's a surrender. You can just turn energetic discord over to a horse and they've got four feet and and lots of intuition their their bellies are their intestine is 25 feet long <laughs> they're very oh they're very intuitive that. animals and they just take that energy and put it right back into mother earth and stir it up in the in the electromagnetic field and um yeah we do amazing work with the horses so you're you do have a retreat coming up you said uh september 23rd yeah it would be best for people to get connected with you through the website if they're interested. Yes. So there is a, on the menu, there's a retreat page and you'll see clear path uh, or they could use that email since, you know, our time's a little short here. Use that email and just put retreat in the subject line and I can answer questions that way. Well, I'm just, I'm so glad we connected because I've really been just really impressed with the work you do and I think it's so important and I'm, I'm really glad that, that we have become friends through all of this. <laughs> me too. Me too, Janine. I really, um, I admire you so much and the work that you have done and continue to do and, you know, talking frequency, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. you, you understand that inside out, upside down, backwards, sideways, and, and you're really the living embodiment of commanding frequency, if you ask me. So Oh, um, well, I'm, I'm not sure about that, but I do my best <laughs> <laughs> and I keep working at it. <laughs> I fall down <laughs> and you do it so joyfully. And, and, you know, even if, even if you fall down or something doesn't go exactly the way you thought, or you just pick yourself right back up and do that with this incredible high vibe, positive, joyful attitude about things. And, and that's why you're able to do the in important work that you do. Well, I do still have a ways to go, but at least I'm trying. And I've always felt, because I, I, I've often said, if I were to leave the planet right now, it would be fine. I've had so many adventures and such an interesting life because I've kind of just, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway, move forward. Yeah. And, you know, and otherwise I, I probably wouldn't have a lot of the experiences that I've had if I, you know, let my doubt or my fear um, get in the way. 
Wow. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate who you are and I appreciate the work that you do. And I myself am going to take the test because uh, I would like to see what comes up. I really, really appreciate your work. And I hope, ah, I wish I could come to your, your retreat uh, on the 23rd because I would love to work with horses. I have a special place in my heart for horses. Mm. If I had the energy and the time and, you know, uh, having horses is, is a lot of work. It is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did when I was young, when I, when I was a teenager, we had two horses and my sister and I rode, but. Well, full disclosure, so grateful we have amazing caretakers, a husband and wife. <laughs> and I don't know how we do it without them, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It really is. They take, they take a lot of care, but it's so worth it. Yeah. And, and how many do you have? We have four, and then we actually board other people's horses. So we have close to a dozen hanging around. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that's nice. That's great. Okay, well, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Take care. Thank you for joining Leah and myself for a fun, inspiring conversation. And remember, the podcast website is realjanine.com. And for those of you who haven't heard it, Janine is J-A-N-E-A-N. To subscribe to Keeping It Real with Janine, go to iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. And if you prefer using YouTube, I have video slideshows of my conversation. Just search Keeping It Real with Janine, and I think Real Janine works too. Do you know someone who would enjoy this very informative conversation on how to feel good with Leyland? I'm sure you do. Please share the love. We'd all appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Take care and be well.